Poised for Exit is a show for business owners who want to achieve a successful exit based on their own terms. Your business exit will likely be the biggest financial transaction of your life, and for most, you'll have one shot at doing it right. The topics and guests we feature and the stories they share will provide valuable ideas and strategies to improve operations and grow enterprise value so you can achieve the best possible exit outcome. Now here's your host, award-winning certified exit planning advisor, Julie Keys. Welcome everyone to Poised for Exit, the podcast show for business owners. Today, we are going to be speaking with the director of the Minnesota Center for Employee Ownership about a new course that they just launched that helps business owners transition from their businesses as well as educate them on employee ownership programs. We're going to get to that as soon as we hear from our show sponsors, Sunbelt Business Advisors, JAK CPAs, and Key Strategies. You wouldn't go deep-sea fishing without a guide, or skydive without an instructor. So don't sell your business without a broker. Now is a great time to sell a business. Many are selling at a premium. Contact a business broker at sunbeltminnesota.com or call Sunbelt Business Advisors at 612-455-0880 and get a free confidential business valuation so you'll know what your business might be worth. Because selling your business is the biggest financial decision you may ever make. There is a record number of buyers looking for businesses right now. It is a seller's market. You could list, sell, and get more for your business now and start the next successful chapter of your life. Call 612-455-0880 today or visit sunbeltminnesota.com. Minnesota's largest seller of companies. 612-455-0880, sunbeltminnesota.com. For business owners, it can be overwhelming to start planning a transition or exit strategy, but it's so important to avoid unwanted outcomes and unexpected tax bills. The CPAs at JAK, John A. Knutson & Company, can guide you and help make sense of the numbers. Our firm was established over 90 years ago, and we've assisted countless companies with ownership transitions. Leaving your business is a process that takes time, so contact us today to discuss your situation. Visit our website at jakcpa.com. That's jakcpa.com. Hey, Poised for Exit listeners, let me tell you about an exciting new program that I produced for business owners called Business Transition Readiness Program. The Business Transition Readiness Program, or BTR for short, is an online, self-paced, cost-effective way for you, the business owner, to gain an understanding of what exit planning is, who's involved, and how to get started with the process. Learn more about this timely program now at poisedforexit.com. Use promo code BTR50 to receive $50 off your course registration. Hello, everyone. Thanks for joining us today. We are here with Sue Crockett, who is the executive director of the Minnesota Center for Employee Ownership and a woman that I really have a great deal of respect for. Sue, welcome back to Poise for Exit. Well, thank you, Julie. It is a pleasure to join you again. Absolutely. I I love the work that you do and everything that you're about. um, And we're definitely going to be talking about that as well as this exciting new course that you're launching. Um, But maybe we could just start by talking about the Minnesota Center for for Employee Ownership. And there's probably a lot of listeners out there that maybe have heard of it or maybe haven't. So let's start with that. Sure, certainly. Well, the Minnesota Center for Employee Ownership is a 501c3 nonprofit. 
And we were created strictly to be the boots on the ground, educating about employee ownership. Um, there's a lot of organizations that work with companies that have transitioned to employee ownership, mm -hmm. but there really wasn't anyone that was just there to educate. So we serve as a free and unbiased um, source of information and resources mm. for business owners and the professionals who serve them on considering the option of employee ownership when they are starting to plan for their, their exit of their business. Perfect. So and 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 so you're you're the basically the liaison for a lot of you know different needs and different questions and people calling and wanting information and um, I know that you know you're being a nonprofit you probably don't have as much office help as you'd like and so I think one of the reasons why you maybe put this course together was to help educate the people that you couldn't get to. Right. Well, and I think, you know, we're trying to find all the different avenues of how to be a resource. Yeah. Um, and For that sure. is, you know, working with different organizations, working with people like you, Julie, mm -hmm. just to know that there are other options out there. But then, as you and I both know, the most important part is what is your plan? Right. You know, what do you want from your business? Do you want to leave a legacy? Do you want to reward your employees? Do you want to keep jobs in your in your your communities and keep that economy going? Because then it's not just when you're retiring; it's any time you're in owning a business. You should be knowing what your future is going to look like. And you know, we we talk about the fifty-two thousand business owners in Minnesota that are over the age of fifty-five. Wow, isn't that amazing? Um, exiting <laughs> exiting their business in the next three to five years, and you know that represents about six hundred thousand employees mm. and about one hundred twenty-four billion in revenue. So that's a that's a big thing to be aware of, and we want to ensure that business owners know what their choices are that they have a team of professionals in place that are going to help them make that transition smoothly. Mm -hmm. And for us to be, like you said, a one-stop shop, um, you know, help, we like to help guide people so they don't have to do it all by themselves. So if someone comes to me and says, I have this company, here's our size, here's our net value, and they, they don't know what their next step is, then the role of them in CEO is to help determine that and then put them in contact with the professionals that have experience in those areas to help them take the next step. Um, and that has really been the value of MNCEO. Absolutely. Um, I think that if there's one thing that business owners need, it's, um, you know, resources and people who are, you know, catalysts to the next, right? And, and being able to make connections and collaborate and on behalf of the business owner, that's really what we're talking about here. So let's talk about right. that course that you just launched. Uh, wh why do you think that this course is going to be helpful? Well, one of the things I found in the um, you know, almost three years that we've been in existence is a lot from the economic developers, mm. that they are the people out there across the state that are meeting with business owners. And a lot of times they don't know what question to ask or, or how to ask it. So I think the coursework lays out for them, you know, the process of exit planning, you Absolutely. know, how to assemble a strong team of advisors and how to prepare for that business transition. And then it goes into, you know, the different forms of employee ownership, 
so that they know here's the first step, have a plan, know who, who to go to to put that together, be ready, and then here are your options. Um, you know, what is going to be the best fit for you and what you want as you exit your business. And then aren't you going to be uh, putting together some additional learning as a part of this transition readiness course? So the, so the course itself is the basics of exit planning, right? The process of transition planning, who's involved, why is important, things like that. And then you're adding on um, additional modules for the fast, different facets of employee ownership or the different ways that employees can own a company and a seller can sell to their employees. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So there's you can go on from that course, then there's the modules. It's like what is employee ownership, what is an ESOP, what is a worker owned cooperative, what is an employee ownership trust. And it goes into again just explaining what those options are. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, we become then that resource for okay, yeah, that sounds like something I might want to consider. What what do I do to learn more? Or, you know, that's where we get involved in having that conversation. You know, maybe they say, well, I really like this concept of an ESOP, an employee stock ownership plan, Mm -hmm. but they have, you know, 14 employees, you know, that's probably not going to be a good fit for them. But then Mm -hmm. a worker-owned cooperative, maybe. So we just go through the different steps of like, what is the best kind of company for an ESOP? You know, maybe they're 20 to 40 employees, Mm -hmm. you know, with a net net value of a million. And then they kind of get a feeling like, and I know that a lot of times when I ask a company, have you had your company valued? They say no. So we know how that goes. Sometimes we like to think things are worth more than, than anyone else does. Anyone who's <laughs> trying to sell anything on Facebook Marketplace exactly. <laughs> would know that. You know. <laughs> so um, that's the next thing is like, okay, then I can put them in contact with the valuation company um, and give them a couple of resources to talk to because Again, you know, it's about the fit. And so you you click with people, you know who you want to talk to or it feels comfortable to you. And then they can make the decision to hire them. But all the consultations are free. um, And that makes it Mm. just an an easy way to take that first step. Oh, my gosh, absolutely. And and so let's talk a little bit more about um, the collaboration that you're working on with economic developers, because I think that there are... Well, I don't think. I know that there are many small businesses out there in Minnesota and across the country that are in areas where they really don't have a lot of resources. Like, not everybody has their business set up in a metropolitan area uh, where all the resources are. So um, let's talk a little bit about how you're collaborating with them because I think that's that's really powerful. Yeah, and I think it's, it's small-town Minnesota, and I've had a lot of contact with the different regional people, and it's Main Street America that they're concerned about Mm -hmm. in their in their smaller town. That if the gift shop closes, you know they're gone. That part of the economy, those jobs, everything are gone. Well, they may not think they they don't find a seller, and um, so then they think, okay, that's all I can do is close my doors. Well they may not know that they could sell it to their employees mm-hmm. um, and make it a workaround cooperative where the business continues. The new owners of it, well, they buy a share in it. You know, if the company continues to do well, they benefit from it. And there that starts to create a financial future. Mm. And that's what employee ownership does across the board is it gives people, all workers a chance of having 
a future that's financially stable instead of only in a company where the stakeholders benefit from the success of the company. So when we talk about this course, then, is there a perfect fit candidate? Uh, do you have like a, maybe a, who, who would be the perfect candidate to take this course? I think the business owner, for sure. Uh-huh. Um, especially if they don't have, you know, a real clear thing of who are the people that I need to have in place, this team, and how am I prepared for this? Then the economic developers across the state, I think anyone that's working with small businesses Mm -hmm. that can help guide them into it. um, I think then it gives them all just this great overview of getting ready for that transition. And then again, what the options are. Our options that we're presenting are the employee ownership. And Mm -hmm. I know there are other options obviously out there, but again, we just want to be sure that everyone knows what all the th- options are out there and then take a look and then determine what is the best fit and who are the people I need to be working with to be successful. Absolutely. And, you know, having resources available for these economic development organizations, as well as other organizations that, you know, Minnesota Center for Employee Ownership actually collaborates with. Uh, I think that's really what it's all about because, Time after time, survey after survey, we find, just like you said at the beginning of the show, that there's, you know, a number, large numbers of business owners across the country who need to try to start this transition planning process, but they don't know how to go about starting. Like, like, what do I do? Uh, who do I talk to? How do I, how do I get this going? And for the smaller companies, that's, that's even more cumbersome. Uh, because they're not accustomed generally to paying for professional services. Maybe they can't, maybe it's just not in the budget, you know? And so, but they still need help. Like you said, they, they're still employing people and um, and then, you know, equipping these other, like the, the front line, right? So the economic developers in these areas are kind of on the front line and we got to equip them with the the tools and the knowledge and the resources that, that they can be able to hand off then to these people that are coming through their doors and going, hey, I... I really need to get this figured out. I, I just don't know where to start. So um, yes, I think it's great. And, yeah. Yeah. And they are very, and they're, they're very open to it. I mean, they mm-hmm. know what the, what the, um, the crisis is, I guess mm-hmm. we call it, you know, the silver tsunami. And they know that they need to be prepared to keep those jobs in those communities because that's their lifeblood. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah. mm-hmm. And I, I think that's where, uh, a lot of times they didn't know it was either if they couldn't find a buyer, they just closed their doors. Mm. And now there are different options. And again, the worker owned cooperative model is really taking off um, across the country. And I think it had a lot to do with the pan- pandemic that a lot of people decided that they wanted to have more control over their life, more freedom, um, you know, to to have their own business. So a lot of new ones are being formed. And then there's a lot of that transition from a small, say, a small store that has maybe six, seven employees and that they can purchase the the company from the owner and still get fair. The owner still gets fair market value for it. So it's it's kind of a win win for the community, for the owner and for the employees. Well, could we talk about that for a second? I think we have time to just kind of break that down, because I think there might be some listeners out there who would want to know more about how that would work. You know, you've, you've got a smaller company. Maybe you have 10 employees or, or 15. Um, so obviously an ESOP doesn't really make sense, um, isn't it? What's the rule of thumb on that? 20 employees minimum or or maybe more? Um, plus you have to have, you know, other criteria kind of in place to make it worth 
um, having an ESOP, but but on the co-op side, how does the how would the group of buyers within the company actually pay for the business? How is it funded? And then how does the seller actually, um, you know, be able? How are they able to pull their equity out? I mean, does it happen over time? Maybe you could just talk about that for a little bit. Yeah, and I think there's different models, just like in the ESOP, you know, where sure. um, mm-hmm. a business a business owner might sell 30% of okay. the business. There are different agencies in the state that help fund those transactions, okay. or the owner would, again, just like in an ESOP, there'd be a loan that, that the, the, this, the company is paying back the loan to the owner. Mm. So it can transition. It can be 100%. I think, you know, I think you often talk about, too, that when you know if this is your nest egg and you you want to retire then how much do you need to get out to be able to live right or have the lifestyle you want if it's an all or nothing you know then you're going to want to not be holding on to a lot of financing probably mm-hmm. and yet if you want to keep working for a while you want the, the business to stay open then you could transition through it you know in increments Over and time. then become a hundred on overtime and become 100%. And, 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 you know, the employees, they don't have to take part in it. They, they would pay a membership fee. You know, it's, it's not like the community co-op. It's only the employees while they work there. Mm-hmm. And they can opt out of paying the membership fee. But, you know, and then you set those things, you know, like it's going to be different for each plan. You know, it might be $100, might be $500. But then at the end of the year, that is going to be distributed to by like how many hours maybe they work or mm. what their position is. But everyone's going to get their fair share of the profits at the end of the year working mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. And the business continues. I'm glad to know that co-ops are not an all or nothing option. Um, makes sense that they're not. I don't know why I had it in my head that they were, but it's good to know that that is an option and that it's not doesn't have to be an all or nothing kind of thing. So that's that's cool. Maybe talk for one more minute about the employee trust option. Um, I think that would be worth um, just sharing a little bit more about. Sure. And, you know, that one, that is one that is just, you know, a little bit more of an unknown here in the Midwest. I mean, the ESA, Employee Ownership Trust, sorry, started in England, uh, in the UK, oh. Oh. Um, came over to the U.S., started out on the East Coast, and then on the West Coast sure. and the Midwest, it's very new to the Midwest. So it's a little bit slower taking mm-hmm. off. But I always say that, I mean, being in the Midwest, it's like every the East, the West and then the Midwest. Right? I know, right. We're always uh, last. <laughs> they're always last. So yeah. it's just another option. And the difference is it's not a retirement plan. It's so it doesn't have the benefits of an ESOP, the tax benefits, Mm -hmm. but it also doesn't have the expense of, you know, repurchase liability or yearly valuations. Mm. But what it is, is that you can, you can sell the company and the stock goes into a perpetual trust, meaning that the company can't be sold. So if a company wants to stay independent, maybe they have a lot of people I was knocking on their door wanting to sell them to sell and they want to stay, they don't want to sell, they want that business to stay in that community intact, then they would probably do an employee ownership trust. What I would, think it, in simple terms is it really is sort of a form of profit sharing. Got it. Except that the shares are held by the trust. Okay. And if the company, if a company does well, like one model might be 25% goes back into the business 
the balance gets distributed among the employees. Okay. And only and only why they work there. Only well, of course, so yeah, the, only why they work there, right? Yep. Um, so the only one that's a retirement plan is the ESOP. The other two are more up along the line that you might call a profit sharing. Do you have an, an example that you could share of the employee trust? I have one, and it's out, out east, of course. It was a company. They were an organic grower, and mm. they were – these big people were trying to buy them up all the time. Sure. And they wanted to stay independent. So they originally had an ESOP, and because they were on the smaller side, the re- the repurchase liability was becoming too large for them. I see. And the and the repurchase liability means that you have to put money aside for when people leave the company, and they sell back their stock. You have they have to cash out. And so they decided that the EOT was a good fit for them mm-hmm. because it still benefited their employees and it kept their business independent. Interesting. Um, so that so that's why they they liked the employee ownership trust model. Interesting. Perfect. Yeah, I'm sure that it works and it seems like a good option depending on what you're what you're looking for, right? As a business owner and um, not every business owner is looking for top dollar. Many of them just really want to reward the people that work for them. So that's um, thank exactly. you for sharing that illustration. I appreciate that. So mm-hmm. let's talk about how our audience can access this online course. What, what's the best way? I mean, I can put it in the show notes, of course, but um, is it on the website or where does it live? Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. So we're calling it Business Transition Planning, Are You Ready? Okay. Um, and it's on our website, mnceo.org. And it's on our homepage. It's on our events page. It's on our resources page. And it's just click into the online course, and then it gives an outline of what the whole agenda of the coursework is. Mm-hmm. So you get a chance to kind of get familiar with what you're going to get for it. There is a fee for it, but we also, you know, for a short time are going to be, you know, having one paid and getting two complimentary registrations with that. Mm-hmm. And I think that will definitely help like the economic developers to be able to learn together and um, share that information. So we really encourage people to take a look at it. I just think it's an easy way that you could take the course on your own timeline. So it's not like you're sitting in a classroom or that you have to you know, do it all or, and be done. So in this you know, busy times, it's just a nice way to get familiar with what you know, and educate yourself on how to better serve business owners. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Sue, it's been wonderful having you on the show. Again, I so appreciate you being here and for the work that you do in the world. And so um, we are going to make sure to have a link to your website and to the course in the show notes. And uh, we hope and I'd just love to see how this pans out. We'll probably have to have you back on the show again next year just to kind of talk about, you know, the results of this and, you know, what people are saying and and, and the impact that it's making. Great. Mm -hmm. Great. Well, thanks, Julie. I appreciate your support and uh, your experience in all of this. And thank you for uh, letting us have time to share kind of how we collaborate together for the benefits of business owners and the workers. In Minnesota. Absolutely. Yeah, we all got to work together, and, and that's how everybody mm-hmm. wins, right? So, right, exactly. Right. Well, thanks all everybody right. for joining us, and thank you, Sue, and we hope all of you can join us again next time.